And welcome to everyone. I'm Camilla Hellman, President of the American Scottish Foundation. And this month, Sounds from Scotland is coming directly to you from Edinburgh. I'm having a wonderful time here at the Fringe, experiencing all that the city has to offer at this incredible time. We're going to hear from Anthony Alderton and from several acts that are performing over at the Pleasance, and also from the Highland Divas, and a little insight from Noisemaker, who have performed many times at the Fringe. But let's begin with a message from the Divas. Hello, this is Marla. This is Margaret. And Georgia. And as you know, if you're people of the American Scottish Foundation, we're the Highland Divas. Highland Divas. And <laughs> we are here actually after the show at our accommodation, at the show being the Royal Edinburgh Military Tattoo. And we're tired and we're buzzed. <laughs> buzzed with the excitement of doing this incredible show that is just the experience of a lifetime for all of us and um, we can't wait for you to hopefully see the television broadcast which I believe is televised on August 29th in the, or UK. In the UK anyway BBC one BBC one and um, yeah and we're just for me personally I'm just it's like such an honor to be in Scotland my country original country um, singing at such a such an amazing gig it's like Mind blown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Georgia, any words? Well, yeah, it's really cool too because I used to come to the tattoo a lot with my grandparents every year, so I've been having all these moments of nostalgia and I, I sing right to the area where I remember my seats were with them at the last time I was at the show and it's just really special every night yeah. to have that little con extra connection. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I never made it here as a, a child or a young adult, but... I used to watch it on the television in New Zealand with my dad, who was a piper. And even though we've been in talks for a year about this, nothing has prepared us for what an incredible show this is. And it's so exciting to be part of a large, not just Scottish, Scottish community, but an international community with people coming from all over the world, really, a Scottish diaspora. Yeah, we're having just the best time and we can't wait to be back in New York with all of you, but we're really going to be sad when this is over. I know, it's going to be so hard. We just want to take the show on the road. Yes, we do. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Let's yeah. just do it. See what we can do. But anyway, we're, we're going to sign out because we need to get out rest before we do it all again tomorrow. Two show day tomorrow. Yes. yes. But we just want to say that we, um, we send our best to all of you back in the US, back in New York, and we can't wait to be with you all again. Have a great one. Bye. Bye. Bye.
And last night, I was at the tattoo, and I can tell you the Highland Divas performance was fantastic. So proud of them. Uh, all of us in New York and around the United States should be, as we have been on their journey for the last 10 years, as they have grown into this fantastic act, now closing the voices at the Edinburgh Military Tattoo. It was a fantastic experience. And so now, another must do when you come to the Fringe next year is to go to the Pleasance. And so we're going to talk to Anthony Alderton. I had spent this afternoon over at the Pleasance courtyard, where there are, for instance, 19 different theatres, some taking 50 people, some taking 100, with all these productions going on. And you really can plan to spend a day there and relax in between having a snack, lounging on a chair. And it really has been magnificent weather here. So also enjoying the Scottish weather. But let's hear from Anthony what's going on. But what are you most excited about putting on at the Pleasance this year? Last year, you had um, some wonderful musical expressions going on. Um, so what, what would you like to spotlight to us right now? Well, I think we've got some very, very exciting shows. Um, a wonderful musical called Fas Fantastically Great Women Who Changed the World, um, which is aimed at, uh, at, at youngsters educate um, young people about the amazing things that some of these women have done over the years and that includes sort of Emmeline Pankhurst and 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 all these fabulous characters from history Poor behaved women really make history see the smoke trails crossing in the sky show me the way show me the way Ooh. see the world open up as you glance down below and keep asking yourself where do you Sees the world like you do, and that is fantastic. Fantastically great! A wonderful French production called Phil's Monkey, which is, a, I'm told, a drumming term. Um, and they're two sort of high-octane high drummers on stage who do the most remarkable things with a drum kit.
Ballet Freedom I mentioned, which is the Ukrainian um, Freedom Ballet Company. They're bringing their show Boudoir, which is, um, it, uh, it, I would describe it as if our wardrobes could talk, what would they say? Um, and it's a piece about, you know, it's a piece of dance, but it explores our bedrooms. It's very, very, very exciting and, and I think could be really glorious. <laughs>
as he said, has over 230 productions going on this year. And how do these productions come to make it to Edinburgh? And what is it like for a young artist to start out the first time putting something on in Edinburgh? We turn to Noisemaker, veterans of this, who have used this as a great platform for various works that they've put together. And so let's meet Claire and Scott. I'm delighted this morning to be joined by Claire McKenzie and Scott Gilmore, the duo that is Noisemaker. And as we approach the start of the Fringe, this year they haven't got a production that will be happening. That's a rare thing for you both. But the Fringe has been a wonderful springboard for several of your productions. Could you let us know a little bit about how that all works? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, hello, Camilla, first of all. It's dead nice to see you. Um, yeah, so so Claire and I, have, I mean, we've worked together now as, as a writing partnership for, uh, this is our 10th year working together. Um, uh, you can see it in the eyes if you look really closely. Um, we uh, we started as a as a as a duo uh, writing work in Glasgow and taking it to to the festival, much like kind of uh, small scale like productions to try them out uh, and and to really get a sense of, of of how we kind of write together. The first the first piece we ever did there was based on like a a true story that we'd read in in a newspaper article. It was a show called Forest Boy that started in yes. uh, started in Scotland in Edinburgh. In Claire, was it twenty thirteen? Was that right? Twenty thirteen. It was that long ago. Yeah. Twenty thirteen, uh, and that was a collaboration between us and the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland at the time. Uh, so it was a a show for their masters program at the university. They did a, a version of it, and that show actually left after we did it at the festival. It went to London for a little bit. It, it, we won some awards for it, and that's actually and how, we how we met. How we met. Exactly. It is. We found ourselves in New York with it, but that is all thanks to the the fringe platform that we had that year. Yeah. Um, so we do owe a lot to that festival, and that was the start of. Um, I think about four or five shows we have taken to the Fringe first, and it's a great place to try something out. And, and usually they're like about an hour slots at the Fringe, so they're quite a, a small version of the show, but it's perfect when you've got a first draft of a show to try out in front of an audience. But it is expensive. It's not like they, the people you go to see and talk to about your production say, oh, we'll put it on and here's a check. You have to raise the funds and really get behind promoting and pushing it. And I don't know if everybody understands how much all of you put into put getting these productions on, because not all of them are funded by the entity hosting you. No, actually very, very rarely will, will you get any uh, financial support from, from a venue. A venue will, will partner with you in terms of like marketing and, and selling tickets and stuff. But when it comes to actually fronting money for the production, it's pretty much always on you as, a, as an artist or, as, or if you have a producer to help you raise some money. And even like really, really bare bones version of a production you're well into like the 10 20 30 grand to to do a run at the festival so it's not like a it's not an easy like undertaking but i think if sometimes it's not always like a financial payoff you're going for it is yeah. it is undeniably though it is 
the biggest festival, the biggest arts festival in the world, and it connects so many different artistic communities and, and and different international communities from all over the world coming to Edinburgh for that one month, and and that kind of exposure, I suppose, to not just like different people in your industry, but just audiences in general. It, there isn't really another place in the world to do that, so I guess it's the the payoff is 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 being allowed to like show your work to that on that scale. Experience though, you know, for, for artists who've written a show, and then you have to kind of figure out how you're gonna sort of produce it, maybe find some money, maybe sell the thing. I think you get to learn what your show is and who it's for very quickly. So, although it's a bit of a trial by fire and you're kind of like running to keep up, I wouldn't change that experience for artists at all. But you are just so when you're in Edinburgh and you see all these people busking and all these little pop-up shows happening, mm. support them. Because you really do, the artists really are needing your support. Because um, that's a, a big thing about this, is yeah. the artists are really putting so much energy into it. But can we start off by taking a listen to something from Forest Boy? It won so much acclaim and was such a great springboard for you. So um, which track would you like us to hear first? Um, let's have a listen to Master of the Land, um, which was one of the, the first songs in the show. Set the dials turning in the evening you might decide that you need to have a large wonderful cocktail and there is no better place to do it than the A Club. Begun by the Sterling Brothers who are behind our Mikey Distillery, the A Club is a destination for great musical theatre and interpretation that's going on and so let's take a moment to catch up with the A Club.
And so thank you for joining us this week for our visit to Edinburgh, for, to the Fringe, to the festivals that are all going on. Plan it now. Plan to say, I'm going to be in Edinburgh in August next year. And put down a few notes from what we are saying and others are saying to you so that you can really plan the time. Not over plan it, because you do need to leave a few gaps so you can spontaneously see that street performer who was great and I must go and catch their show. I'm off this evening to see for a second time the Freedom Ballet. They were absolutely wonderful. And the Ukrainian dance company, it really is a very special moment. And so thank you for joining us today. We will see you again in September. And in the meantime, catch up with all that's going on by visiting our website, AmericanScottishFoundation.org. Thank you for joining us. Chased him down before, know which route he'll choose. Up along the cliffs, thorn is why he'll lose. Herta is a riddle, but it's ours to roam. Water's all that keeps us running farther from home. <laughs> but my feet won't get in. And my